Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello, Rush Nation. Welcome along to another flagship show. Uh, we're here again. Free agency is well underway. Me and Murph back in the chairs again, um, trying to get a run together. It's two and two, Murph. That's uh, unusual for a little while now. I know. Well, you know, IRs and health and uh, work schedules on your <laughs> part and all the stuff that you've had going on. It's just been a uh, bit crazy, but... Yeah, I think uh, it, it, listen, it's always good to get in the rhythm now. I think this is a good time of year. I always think this is the time of year for fantasy football. That if you're plugged in now, yep. you're going to give yourself the best chance to to win. Because I think before the draft, especially in <laughs> the dynasty league, yep. you've got a really good opportunity to just take advantage of some of these free agency deals. Correct. Having said that, I think we talked about this a little bit last year or last week that it hasn't felt like a massive rush in terms of what's happened so far. And I still get this impression now that I'm not overly infused. I don't think Mm -hmm. there's any real game changing transactions that's happened. I don't think about, I think there's a couple of terms of in terms of NFL. I think think a bit of both. We're going to go for a name, a list of names. We are. And I look at this list and I, I'm not overly inspired about a ton of these. There's a couple, yep. but I'm not looking at these thinking these are huge game changers in, in the world of fantasy football. And I think we talked about this last week. I think with the NFL draft coming, I think we're going to see some trades. Um, and I think we're going to see some things happen yep. for sure. But right now, I look at the landscape of fantasy football and I'm thinking not that much has changed in terms of which is weird because there's a other lot than the of names other than the, there's like, a lot of names changing familiar with them, people with rosters is going to take a little while here i think it's more the quarterback situations and how that that settles yeah. down that's the knock on effect to all of these things and i think that, if we can i think that's the part that 
when I go into projections and start thinking about it, I might change my opinion. But I normally think there's some really big key free agent players that sign for teams that really, mm-hmm. I think, move the needle for teams. And I think IDP massively, which we're not mm-hmm. going to touch too much upon today, but I think we will do. I think there's been a lot of change. In IDP, and I think there's a lot of significant change still to happen in the IDP world. I think some teams have added really well through offensive line. I think Joe Burrow, and the Bengals getting Orlando Brown. I think mm-hmm. those sorts of acquisitions are going to heavily advance their offense yeah. and what Joe Burrow and an offense can do. Don't get me wrong. There are individual circumstances, but I don't, I haven't seen the blockbuster. Wow. This is the game changing moment that we're going to see. Like you think last year and, and last year, you Tyree think about Hill and Devontae Adams and, Right, Chris those Kirk's trades happened. Got, yep, yep. Oh, yeah, Chris Kirk, the huge signing of Chris Kirk. But AJ then Brown, the even Jags offense, yep. uh, Yeah, exactly that. We haven't had that. Wa- there hasn't been a transaction that's got me out of my seat and gone, whoa, that's huge. Mm. On either side of the ball, really. And DJ I think- Moore's probably the biggest name traded so yeah. far this offseason, I think. The, and- one pick, the one pick for DJ Moore, I think he's yep. probably... And- yeah, I'm a bit mad on DJ Moore. I think, yeah, he's not. By the way, I'm promoting Bob Lung here. <laughs> you are. I had a chat with Bob, Bob Lung on the Sunday. weekend, so um, I know that'll be yeah. out next week. So that'd be fun. If anyone's if anyone's asking, uh, <laughs> big guy fantasy sports. That's not me. That's Bob. Go check out Bob Lung. But yeah, um, who's also doing? You announced this week he's doing the UK FFC. Um, he is. He's, he's going to be at UK FFC. He's going to host a Q and A for us. He's going to bring some consistency guides. He is flying. Well, it was originally him and his wife over for a few days to London and then a trip to Paris. But uh, he told us Saturday that his two youngest daughters have got wind. They're coming to London and they're tagging along as well. So um, oh, wow. what was going to be a nice little short trip for him and the wife for a couple of days has turned out to a family outing now. So That's amazing. But yeah, he can't um, wait. That's going to be good. It's insane. Someone of Bob Lung's calibre can so come big. over and make that is phenomenal. And... and you know, we're hoping Bob Lung coming over will encourage others to make the trip in in future as well. So, yeah, no, it's going to be great. I think I think more will come as you do more work with uh, the UK FFC. So, yeah, yeah, looking forward to to that one for sure. Anyway, um, should we get stuck in? Let's get into this list. Yeah, because we've got a lot I'm of gonna to start. get through here. Yeah, go on then. I'm going to start close to home because this is one that I know from our chats in our Bucks group when it occurred is one you're rather opinionated on shall we say. Um, <laughs> it was fun. Literally, our chat went from, oh, okay, to Murph, full-blown Murphness took over. <laughs> Murph, Baker Mayfield to the Bucks. Why are you not a fan? And I think not being a fan is underselling it slightly. Uh, uh, it is. I, I, I <laughs> honestly, if I'm sitting here thinking of the last 10 years of Buccaneers FA signings, he, he would go straight in the top three, the worst FA signings before he's played. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. I wasn't a Baker Mayfield fan when he was picked one overall. I felt I felt massively that was the wrong decision. I always felt that Josh Allen was the mm-hmm. well. I was a bit question marked on Josh Allen, but I felt that the talent was probably the best for him. But I felt that there were some things in development he needed. Um, and then we've seen what's happened. I thought Darnold was a better prospect than than Baker Mayfield. And you can kind of question, is that true? Is that not true? Yep. I just didn't, I didn't like the antics in college. Um, felt that I haven't liked his antics in the NFL. Um, 
I, I think he's an average QB. I think talent-wise, there is some talent there. I'm not sitting here saying he's the worst quarterback that's ever played the position. I'm not yeah. sitting here saying that he can't win football games. I, it's the attitude and the mentality for me that I have severe question marks. And this goes back to a long history of, of Buccaneers teams that have not had the right character, have not had the right individuals uh, yep. playing on the team. And that's my problem is we've gone through this huge cull of getting rid of the Chris Bakers, the, um, you know, Brent Grimeses, the people who refuse to play, um, mm -hmm. people joking around, laughing around after huge defeats and playing ping pong and just having a giggle like it doesn't matter. And you've got players like JPP, seasoned Super Bowl winners, even before he won a ring with the Bucks. You know, yeah. questioning why am I even here? Why am I even playing on this team? This is a joke. People are literally just laughing around after we've just been embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And it's cost coaches their jobs because they've not managed this. And then we get the Brady effect. And the whole thing for the Brady thing for me was whether he lasts one year, two years, three years, however long he was going to last. And then it's turned out to be three years, right? The whole point was to instill this ongoing culture of. Yep excellence of setting a standard and saying this is the standard that we're going to follow this is what we're going to implement and the blueprint to even when we're not going to be in our best years where we have to cull talent and nurture young yeah. talent we're going to set a level of standard that we're going to meet and follow because that's the example that's been set by the greatest player of all time mm -hmm. so to go away from that blueprint and to get somebody who is very questionably driven and and i mean i question his motivation i question his attitude i question his men you know he's fallen out with teammates he's fallen out very publicly he doesn't take responsibility for his performances it's always someone else's fault someone else's problem you know he's on his fourth team <laughs> in five years you know he, he's run out of teams like teams are just literally uh, listen he was okay at the rams last year but he, a very small sample size didn't work yeah. at carolina didn't work you can argue that he had a good little spell at the beginning with the Browns, but I'd argue the defense was a, a huger part to play of that than, than Baker's offense. We look at his career stats. They're nothing to really write home about. We're talking about a guy who's got a 61% completion rate, which is well under what's, what is a standard mm -hmm. required to play at the position. If you're not throwing at 65%, you have to really have a good look in the mirror at what's going on. You know, he's had talent. He's had players to throw the ball to in his career. I mean, his best season was his rookie year where he threw for 63.8%. You yeah. know, that 2019 season, less than 60%. Even last season, he threw for 60%. You know, TDs have dropped off absolutely through a cliff. Um, you know, he's never thrown more. You know, his rookie season was his best season. Um, and then he's just never kicked on from it in terms of touchdown percentage. You know, in 2019, he threw 21 interceptions and 22 touchdowns. That was the year they went to the playoffs. <clears throat> and they went to the playoffs, and I was like, oh, we took him to the playoffs. Yeah, but he threw 21 interceptions and 22 touchdowns. That's what I mean by the defense. Everyone's like, oh, it was all Baker. It wasn't Baker. You know, it wasn't. They, they got there in spite of him. Um, mm. well, in fact, sorry, that wasn't the year they went to the playoffs. They went 6-10 and 10 that year. The following season, he cut that TD uh, interception rate right down to 8. Um, okay. And that is when he did have a half-decent year. So 62.8% uh, completion rate. Yardage was down three and a half thousand yards, twenty six touchdowns, eight interceptions. And Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So never well, that's what I mean. But but listen, you know, whatever he, you know, he led some game winning drives. But my my problem is, you know, 
air yards fairly average, pretty much hovering under seven in his career. You know, the, the quarterback rating, I mean, it's never a great stat, but he's only ever broken 60 once, and that was in the year that he went to the playoffs. Um, you know, his quarterback rating last year was 24.5. I mean, that's, that's pretty bad. Um, 10 touchdowns, eight interceptions last year in, in 10 starts and 12 games. You know, we're not sitting here and saying that this guy is is any is is good. He's he's okay, and yeah. you can win in spite of him with a good day. But for me, it's the decline. It's it's ever since he sort of hit a peak, it's really really gone backwards and gone backwards very quickly. And then he's in interviews and he's blaming the defense, he's blaming the play calling, he's blaming the coaching. You know, the year that I just for me that's an issue. There's no accountability. And with all his previous antics, he doesn't grow up. He doesn't learn. So the one thing I I'm going to temper that with myself, yeah, is that the opportunity and the aforementioned Tom Brady effect within the organization stays. Temper have got some long-standing, high-caliber professionals now. Guys like Levante David, guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, that I feel is a very combined unit in Tampa. I don't feel there is a very much an, an iron that it is a team and they deliver um, the defense very much so with their grave digger team and things like that, right? They are a unit combined. I'd like to think that I think we've seen over the last few years, a more grown up Baker potentially than what first come into the league. And I'd like to think I so those disagree. guys, I, so no, see, I, I, can, I, disagree. I think taking the chance last... to go to the Rams and things like that. I, I think he's but... going to take that on. And I think going to Tampa with those guys, I think they'll hold him to account. I think if he calls them out, They'll tell him back. And I think, actually, if he wants to bond with the team and be part of that team, I think the opportunity is there. And as you say, he hasn't got wonderful quality, but he has got qualities. Uh, and I think if he allows himself, they will come through. Eight months ago, when he signed for Carolina, before opening day, he printed his own merchandise having a dig at the Browns. That's not a sign of somebody who is mature taking an opportunity of a new team of a new franchise he really really wound up the old fan base yeah, by printing was... his own printing his own merchandise like we're sitting but... here like baker mayfield is is the second coming of an elite player he's had but nothing some of that would be the way the organization treated him with the deshaun watson trade and there's a bit of sour grapes there and oh, things so you don't know what the guy was told behind the doors from the office of course you don't so. but you go out and print your own merchandise bigging up right. a big rematch like i right. just think that for me is an immaturity if, if you're sitting there and you've got a new chance with a new team that have traded for you that have gone you you've all well, you've done there it's your new team you've disrespected your new team because you've made it all about you it's he's got all it about baker it's versus the browns it's out of your system yes it, it might be out of his system but i i just that that's what i mean with this is eight months ago this isn't four years ago five years ago this is this is eight months ago he did this. Fine. This is my problem is it's it's continual repeated mistakes of how he behaves. Now, you're right. Now, listen, Tampa have an organization of players who are very senior, who have that ability to potentially say, dude, it's your fourth team in five years. You mess this up, you're done. Like You, you might as well go look at XFL teams because this is it for you. And Maybe he might realise it's his last chance. And I do think Bruce Arians a... being in the background will help that as well. Although he's not involved day-to-day, -day, I do think there's a voice if... in his ear and his shoulder. 
it will help. I think if that was the case, I think if he was involved, we'd have seen involvement last year. When things came off the rails last year with the Buccaneers organization, <coughs> I'd like to think Bruce was stepping in. And I don't think he, he overly was. No, as much. but I do think he's on the training field every day. I do think he's listening to the coaches and standing on the sidelines Maybe. during practices. So well, he's not standing on the sidelines. He's in his little golf cart. But I think he's there. I think he'll have a conversation with people behind the scenes, walking back I, to the dressing yeah. room, that sort of thing. So uh, I, I think anyway. for me... I, if I was sitting there and I was like, if this was me, this was my decision, I'd have gone with Jacoby Brissett, right? And I'm not that, sitting yeah. here and saying Jacoby Brissett is not... Jacoby Brissett, for me, is not a, a huge improvement on Baker Mayfield. But what I do think is he... What he does have is that attitude, that um, that little bit of accountability. He's a good mentor. I think, you know, he would work with someone like Carl Trask um, and try and get something out of it. Whereas Baker Mayfield is going to just wash his hands of Carl Trask and go, you're my competition. Yeah. I, I want I agree nothing with to do yeah. with you, pretty much. And I think... You know, we're sitting here like the Buccaneers spent the 64th pick, a late second round pick two years ago on Carl Trask. People are assuming Baker's going to be the starter. With the money that's being paid, you know, it's it's four million. You yeah. Forget the eight million. There's a load of incentives in there. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think Baker's it's a coin toss in a minute. It's a coin toss. I think it is a coin yeah. toss. I think it's a coin toss. Yeah. So I think I'd go 51 49 Trask because he's been in the yeah. building. Yeah. But it is a new offensive coordinator that does help Baker Mayfield. Um, I think if it was an existing holdover system, I mm-hmm. would say that Trask would have a huge advantage. I don't. I think he has a very Agreed. narrow advantage because he knows the players. He's yeah. worked with Evans. He's worked with Godwin. And I think it's how... The thing is, and Mike Evans is going to play the biggest part in all of this because if Mike Evans does not get on with Baker Mayfield, and you also you've got to remember there's a huge college rivalry there, Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah, you know, right. You've got to... You, you know, they, they'll put that to bed. That won't be a big thing unless one of them makes it a big thing. But yeah. I do think if he doesn't win over Baker, if he doesn't, if Baker doesn't come in and win over Mike Evans, he will struggle. He will I struggle to, in bed. Before we move on, because we could obviously do a yeah. Bucks podcast on this, but yeah, the one guy for me that needs to almost be instructed, I don't think he will be, is Ryan Jensen. Ryan Jensen needs to go to Baker and go, right, this is what we do here. This is how it is. And I think he will hold him to account. And I agree. He's the man he's going to spend most of his time with being a, the centre. Um, I think he's the one that needs to shut Baker up when he moans at someone in practice for a drop and things like that. I, I think a lot falls on Ryan Jensen. And actually, as somebody to do that role, I don't think you can have a better person than Ryan Jensen, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I, but also but Ryan Jensen won't take any crap. And I think it, yeah. it will be interesting to see what, happens i think i think now we have to this is baker mayfield's last chance in the nfl this is his last life is his last hand he's as a star play. yeah definitely yeah. yeah if if listen and if he has a decent run of it then you know he's going to build yeah. himself a platform to win this job going forward yeah. if he doesn't and i don't expect him to i'm, I'm going to be brutally honest here i'm yeah. not expecting him to i i think we're going to see similar to what we saw with the whole james winston ryan fitzpatrick i think we could see these guys alternate all year to be perfectly honest yeah. with you I, you know, then I think Baker Mayfield is, is going to fin- be finished in the NFL. And, but he, this is like you say, this is an opportunity for him. I don't expect it to work. I'm not expecting him to, to deliver, but at the same token, he could. And if he surprises me, I'll be the first person to come on here and say, do you know what? Fair play yep. to him. And then I've said this about Fine. a number of players. Leonard Fournette is a famous example of someone who I absolutely thought would flame in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 continued to, and I hated his attitude, and I hated the way that he was at the Jaguars, 
And then he went through some growth. Graham Bruce Arians pulled him to one side and said, I'm going to cut you. I'm going to cut you. And he went through some growth. And fair play to him. He turned me, and, and you know, I'm not one of these players that will just stick and go, oh, I, I don't like him now. I'm never going to like him. You know, I, I've grown to respect Leonard Fournette. I know it's not ended yeah. brilliantly, but, you know, at the end of the day, the guy won a Super Bowl and he turned his attitude around and he realized, but it, it will take a strong coach. I don't think it'd be interesting to see what Dave Cannell's does. If he is, and I don't know enough about him as an OC to if he's going to literally grab Baker by by the throat and say, "Hey, you know, you need to sort this out. This is this is literally it for you. I'm taking a chance. You're my f- yep. as your OC. You're the guy right. I've picked. Fine. So you're you're as much. I'm not just doing this for you. This is for me, and yep. you got to back me. We're a yep. team now. Um, but right. I don't think I don't think it's going to hurt him long term. But yeah, we'll move we'll on. But I, yeah, Twenty minutes I'm not in. Happy. Fine. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not fantasy happy. wise. There you go. Fantasy wise, I'm not touching the him. dubious. Does he start? Does he not start? No, no. I, I don't. I don't think there's enough. I think, and, and the, the problem that you have now is we're ne- we're going to need to see what happens in camp, right? We're going to yep. need to see who's how early is someone going to feels be a very Drew Lockheed Smith Seahawks battle from last year. It does a little bit, but the problem is I don't see a, a Geno Smith upside with either of these players. I yep. think. Yeah. I think for me, if I'm sitting here for fantasy and I was thinking. I'm an owner of Chris Godwin. I, I think Chris Godwin is, is um, recession-proof here a little bit from either quarterback. I think he benefits more from Baker because the short passes, intermediate yep. passes. Baker's not yep. going to launch loads downfield. It'll be short, intermediate passes. Chris Godwin, I think, will be not too badly hurt because of the, yep. the range of where he plays in terms of volume and in terms of yardage. I think he's going to be... I don't see a huge touchdown volume for him, but in PPR yep. catches, etc., I think he'd be fine. The Mike Evans situation, I think, is scary. I think for me, with either of those quarterbacks, if it's Baker, I'm severely concerned about the the upside of... Because Mike Evans has always relied on getting eight to ten touchdowns, minimum ten touchdowns a year, except for last season. And that's what he's needed to be a top 24 fantasy player in previous seasons. He's needed those consistent red zone targets yeah. and consistent red zone yeah, touchdowns. big games and quiet games, yeah. Don't see it. I don't see where he gets there with with Baker Mayfield. So I think Fair. for me, I look at this and thinking if I'm, you, if you're a dynasty player, Mike Evans is someone I'm kind of like you can't sell him because his 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 ceiling's gone. Yeah. But I do think it's a one year situation. He's a hold. I wouldn't sell him. I wouldn't buy him. I'd hold and see what happens. But yeah. I think you're in for a rough year. I think he's going to be on your bench a lot more than he probably would be. Having said that, I think if you get Carl Trask and Carl Trask can fire with that arm strength that he does have, that will bring Evans into play. And I think that could be a benefit. So we need to see what happens. But I think I'm looking at this and I'm thinking even Gage, Russell Gage is someone who, if he can get over those injuries, could benefit yeah. from a Baker Mayfield offense. Chris Godwin will benefit from a, and I say benefit. I don't think they've got huge fantasy ceilings. I don't, I'm not talking about top 12 here, but I'm talking top 24, top 36, yeah. top 40 players. Yeah, they're startable. Yeah. I'd look at Godwin and say the fringe fringe wide receiver two yeah. with some potential wide receiver one weeks. Uh, Gage looking at sort of a top 40 player with a potential yeah. to get to a top 24 just purely on the PPR volume and catches. Those cool. two, I think, could potentially but, do quite well. Mike Evans, I'm worried about. I'm going to move us on because we've got a lot to get through. So, uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, all but done to the Jets. Where do you sit on this one? Well, well listen, I, I think Aaron Rodgers in in the decline of his career. I looked at him last year. I think that arm is a struggle. 
Um, the one thing he does have there is is playmakers. Garrett Wilson will make plays. And Alan it looks Lazard. Like they're going to bring in Alan Lazard joining. Um, you know, but Aaron Rodgers talking about he never gets weapons, and then he gets the guy he's been throwing to for the last five years. I mean, you couldn't and, you couldn't make and that talk with Randall Cobb as well. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. I mean, bring Mercedes Lewis. Just bring them all over. Like, just bring yeah. the entire. Yeah. reject um, Packers uh, offense. Because they, like, they all did so well for the Packers. I, exactly that. Like, pff, you, you, this is what I mean. Like, yeah, Randall Cobb was great like seven years ago. Cool. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah. I think, I, look, I think from an NFL perspective, it's one of those, it's a nasty contract to get on. I, I don't, I don't love the contract. It's going to cost the Jets a lot of money. Do they become better? Yeah, because really the quarterback is the worst position they, that they've got. They've got a yep. great defense. They've got yep. decent offensive weapons. And then you've got someone like Aaron Rodgers who will win them games. Yep. Do I think they, they challenge for a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely not. Um, do I think they're a playoff team with Aaron Rodgers? Yep. Yeah, I do. I they think will. they get into the playoffs. I think they'll be competitive. They're in a tough division. But I think they, they, they're a playoff contention team. They'll be better with Aaron Rodgers. There's no doubt he's better than Zach Wilson, and he's better than you know, know every quarter, every quarterback uh, they've had over the last sort of ten years plus. So you know, even, even in his current, wise, state, I think fantasy wise, when the move happens, early drafts, I think we'll see Rodgers climb boards on hype a little bit more. Um, but actually, I think by the time the season starts, he'll stagnate back down to where he almost was last year. Yeah, I, I think you're looking at him. If if I'm sitting here making a prediction now, I would. Oh, lovely! Live. Look at that. <laughs> if I'm if I'm looking if I'm it's my light bulb moment. <laughs> if I'm looking at, at, at Aaron Rodgers, right, and I haven't done any projections, I haven't sat here, and, yep. and you know he hasn't gone yet. You know we've got a caveat. This. He's not. He will go, but it's not gone. Aaron Rodgers for me is going to be roundabout bottom end QB one. That's kind yep. of where I see him to be, yep. and he's going to be in this range where, but I don't see upside. And, and for no. me, I'm rather chasing upside at that range, um, looking at some of the QBs you could pick up in, in, in sort of that, that 10 to 14 range. You know, I'm, I'm thinking he's probably going to go in a similar range to players like Tua, Daniel Jones. Yep. Yep. Um, that I think that's the kind of range you're going to see. It, maybe he goes slightly before because of the name recognition, new team, Garrett Wilson. That little hype. Uh, yep. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think for me, I'd rather take the safe bet of someone like a Kirk Cousins or... Dan, I, the upside of someone like a Daniel Jones who's got a bit of rushing ability who can, um, you know, on the back of a new contract could, and yep. with a great new tight end, could potentially yep. develop. So, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I can't see a situation where I'm going to be buying Aaron Rodgers anywhere. I don't think this is going to be a long marriage. I see him playing maybe two, two maybe years, three yeah, years before three. he retires. Yep. I, and, you know, the arm's gone. You're not going to see a lot of deep balls. You're not going to see, but he, what he will do is game manage them. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's going to play risk-free football. There'll be a better team with him. I don't think it's enough for them to win a Super Bowl. But for the Jets fans, um, I can see why they're excited. But uh, yeah, I'm not excited for it. Like, I just think... The thing I'm looking forward to most of it is Aaron Rodgers in the New York media. Because he's in Green Bay. Yes, Green Bay is a huge football <laughs> town. I'm not but it is in New I'm, York. Yeah. And it's how is he going to... I mean, he loves being the centre of attention. He makes himself the centre of attention a lot of the time. Well, New York's going to give him the centre of attention. And I'm intrigued because oh, if they don't fall on his side... That relationship could sour very quickly. Doesn't, doesn't very fall, quickly. They're not going to fall on his side. No, they're not. Gonna they're not. Side. So they're not going to fall on his side. Really no, no one's going to like Aaron Rodgers. Listen, I, I, I don't need, I don't need more Aaron Rodgers in the media in my life. Like, with, there's enough. Pat McAfee gives him a platform. Yep. I watched his interview. It was a load of crap. Yeah. I, I yep. listen. 
if I it, we need less Aaron Rodgers media, not more. So I'll yeah. just be tuning it out. But super good luck to him. Hope it works. Yeah. We'll stay in New York then. You mentioned Daniel Jones got a new tight end and he has Darren Waller traded from the Raiders to the Giants now. I quite I mean, like I think this Daniel Bellinger's dad was quite... A, well, Daniel Bellinger's dad's a bit pissed off. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I think, think apparently we'll see, went I think in we'll and see a lot of two tight end sets coming out of New York. Well, I look, I look at their receiver core and I think, you know, they, they've got... They're going to have to play a lot of two tight end sets. They're going to have to play a lot of two tight end sets. I think, yeah, I listen, I think they, they're two good tight ends. I, look, Darren Wall is a short-term solution. He's a short-term solution. He's going to be. He's already in his thirties. You know, he's going to play. He's already had injuries. He missed a lot of time in the last two years. He's yep. going to be there one to two years. It's not a long-term thing. It's not cost a lot. I think it's pick one hundred. Yeah, I, I like the move um, for for a now move is short-term. Do I think the the Giants are in a window? No. Do I think they could have maybe got something in that pick? Who knows? It is the hundredth pick, and Darren Waller is a good tight end, and you've got Daniel Ballinger there. Um, yeah, I think, look, I, I think it's a, it. it is a. I don't mind it. I don't. I, I think fantasy it. wise, it takes Waller out of that echelon of who he had. I don't know Kittle, Pitts, Kelsey, and yeah. then kind of Waller. I think he takes out of that. I think he now goes into the bracket with the Gerald Evan Everett's Ingram. of the world and people like that. Yeah. I wouldn't, even, I, I wouldn't even say Gerald Everett. I'd, I'd say he's in the Evan Ingram. I like Gerald Everett. He's in the Evan Ingram and and Dar- yeah, I, I think you you move him away from that sort of elite tier of and yeah. and good tier, and he's in that upside tier. He's in that yeah. upside tier of, of yeah. potential players who could make a leap, but we're not expecting loads. He's a bottom end bottom end tight end one. He'll put up some points. Yeah. It'd be decent. Um, he kills Daniel Bellinger's fantasy value completely. If you had him in Dynasty, you're probably a bit sad. But look, I think I think it's a fine move for the Giants. And as you say, you never know. You might see him play wide. Um, given yeah, the fact you know they've re-signed Sterling yeah. Shepard, but we know he's always crocked. Um, you know, they don't have a lot of options here, the Giants at, at wide receiver. They're probably gonna go into the draft and pick one. Um, I'd expect them to go and get a decent wide receiver here. Um, probably mm-hmm. well. They can't get one at pick 100 now, so that would have been a good range to try and get one. But maybe they might yeah. go a bit earlier and get and get one maybe in the second or third round. They expect them to draft one because you know the last time they went in the first round and got one, Kadarius Tony, he's no longer on the roster. Um, nope. Kenny Golladay, they paid all that money to in free agency, eighty odd million. Yep. I know it wasn't all guaranteed. He's gone. That didn't work. Yep. So you know, right. they, uh, you know, for me, if I'm sitting there at the Giants GM and I've got some money to play with, I'm signing DJ Chark. Okay, we'll get on to him DJ, if, if, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll get on to him as a player. Great, I think that's a great And idea. I think I think if you get outside someone like DJ receiver, Chark to offset... Yeah, outside Yeah, outside... Because yeah. they, don't, they don't have one. They've got Darius Slayton as the only guy on their roster who, yeah. who's a big outside Shepard guy. Shepard can stretch the field. Yeah, I like that. But Yeah, but he's anyway. cooked. So, uh, but yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, I'm going to group a load of these together now because the Carolina Panthers have been making moves all off-season. Um, yeah. Reshut their whole offense. They've gone up to the 101. And to add yep. to what I guess we presume will be a rookie QB coming in, they've given some support, which is nice to see because quite often rookie QBs come into this league, a la Trevor yep. Lawrence, and have very little. Um, but the Panthers have gone out. They've signed Miles Sanders at running back. They've today signed, or yesterday signed, Adam Thielen from the yep. Vikings. They've added Andy Dalton as an experienced QB to come and sort of oversee things, I imagine. Uh, and Hayden Hurst. Uh, as well at tight end. And the rumour is as well, as we mentioned, DJ Shark, that he is someone there looking into the possibility of signing in the coming days as well. So proper support for a young QB if that's the route they go in the draft. Uh, so, and that says to me, we're not going to play the QB day one. 
you're not yep. signing Dalton to the money that you've signed him to. Um, yep. And 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 you're and I think what he does it takes the pressure off. It's very smart coaching because listen, Trevor Lawrence is an elite quarterback um, prospect, one of the best prospects we've ever seen come into this league. Joe Burrow coming off his Heisman his senior year again, fairly elite prospect coming in. Um, these were the only day one starters, really, in the last couple of years. Kyler Murray, again, Heisman winner, elite player. You know, These were really the only guys that have been drafted in recent years who have come in and started opening day. Players like Baker Mayfield didn't start opening day. Um, you know, he started behind, was it Tyrod? Tyrod Taylor, I think, yeah, was ahead Tyrod of him Taylor. on the death yeah, chart was, for, yeah. for a way. Yeah. You know, right. um, don't think Darnold did start, or maybe he started straight away. I don't know that... Didn't really pan out all that well. Josh, oh, Josh Allen started straight away. Actually, um, yeah. Josh Allen was straight in there, but but you know, Patrick Mahomes didn't. He sat again. Nope. I think what he does signing someone like Andy Dalton is it gives you it a gives chance you to look at them in camp. If they're not ready, you've got an out. And it's a two-year deal. That's the yep. thing. It wasn't a one-year deal. They signed him to a two-year deal. Not lots of money. They could get out of it next year. If the rookie QB comes in second half of the season, they can pay $5.8 million and get rid of Andy Dalton. So they could move on from him. It's not They're not tied to him for two years, but they have given him money over two years. It's cheap cap this year. It's a hit of about $2 million this year, but it's $8 million guaranteed. It says to me that they're looking at him thinking, we're probably going to play you the majority of this season. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see. And we're and and the moves they're making. Unless this rookie that they do hits the ground running, in which case, great. Yeah. we've got a superb backup and team leader in well, Dalton. I I think looking at the moves that David Tepper and this organization are making, it looks like they see the divisions in, and it is the divisions in play. And I think they're yep. signing experienced veterans to go. Let's try and win this now. If the wheels fall off. You know, they've got Frank Reich. They've got great coaching staff. What they've done on the coaching staff side is more impressive than what they've done on the player side. <laughs> you know, they, they could win this division next year. They really, really could with what they've added. They've already got a good defense. They could do better. But I look at them and think, I just think they're going to start Dalton day one. I think they're just going to ease the QB, whoever it is, in. And take. And do you know what's the best thing? Because you've got, you've got the best of both worlds. If Andy Dalton comes in and is crap, fine. You move to the QB, you lose nothing. He gets a bit of time, get a bit of exposure. And you ease him in slowly into a situation where he's not in the pressure cooker. Oh, well, the team's not going to yep. win this year, so he can get some reps and get better. Or Andy Dalton takes this team to a, a, the cusp of a, a you know a division title, and he reserves his career and has a yeah. chance. And he wasn't terrible last year, Andy Dalton. I think you got a bit of both here. I, I like the move. I think it's smart. It's not big money. It makes a lot of sense to me. I, I I, would say right now Andy Dalton is going to be the start of day one. I think he's going to start a few games. He's not someone I'm buying in Dynasty because you're going to have that rookie QB behind him. It could go, could be four weeks. It could be 10 <laughs> weeks. It could be <clears throat> any amount of time. But at some point, he is going Mariota, to... Mariota and Ritter situation. <clears throat> yeah, a little bit, but you're going to have a much more high-profile... Yeah. You, and you've got a much more high-profile QB. Ritter was a third-round pick. Um, you know, you've got the you've got the one hundred and one. This, this for me yeah. feels like um, this. This feels for me similar to the Baker Mayfield situation. We're going back to him, but we all yeah. knew at some point Baker was going to come in for Tyrod. It was when, not if. It was four, five games. Same with Justin Herbert. That was slightly accelerated because of the tie. Again, tie Taylor again. again. Yep. <laughs> he gets, he gets, he gets the needle in a lung, and then all of a sudden he can't play. That was two or three Indeed. games. Um, same with Tua. You know, all these sorts yep. of players. There was always going to be this 
they'll take over at some point when like the Ryan Fitzpatrick tour situation it's going to be similar to that we know at some yeah. point it's good is it going to we don't know when the bye week's going to be that's always a good indication of when a team might make a move um until we know that it's going to be impossible to guess we don't know the clue is, so it's no point in even guessing so i, I look but, at that and think but i i like andy dalton there as a fit i think for frank reich i think he'll do what he needs him to do as you say they've added miles sanders i think that's a great pickup that's an automatic yep. uplift on what they had in that backfield last year i think it's good for sanders you look for at, fantasy as well I, I think it's a great landing spot for Sanders for fantasy. If I had to sit there and handpick a, a place for him, that's probably one of the better ones. It's probably yep. top three, top five spaces I think I could have picked for him. So I think it's a great landing spot for him. I think I look at him now as a dynasty and a, and a, uh, a redraft buy, potentially. I wouldn't go all in, but I'd sprinkle some offers for him. I think that's a nice landing spot for him. He hasn't got a lot of competition there. He's going to compete with Hubbard. He'll be fine there. He'll be fine. Um, Adam mm-hmm. Phelan. Love the landing spot for him. I love yep. the landing spot for Adam Phelan. If you're, Again, if, time, and... if you're on a short-term win-now dynasty team, but you're a piece short, Adam Phelan screaming oh. cheap buy. Flex buy. Cheap Flex buy. player all yeah. day long. And no, he's contract. Not, he's not him... sexy, is he? Adam Phelan's not have sexy. three-year contract they gave him? Yep. Yep. And if he's going to have they a rookie QB, Adam Phelan in the slot is a great pickup to have. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I. I love that move for him. I think it's great. The, the only thing I think that was better for him, there was a rumor that the, he may have gone to the Chiefs, and I think actually the Chiefs would have been a huge landing spot for Adam oh, Thielen. Without, yeah, without without <laughs> Juju, yeah, without yeah. Juju, I think I think Adam Thielen could have gone to the moon. But yeah, yeah. you're right. But I, I look at that move and think, yeah, God, I, I, Adam Thielen for me is someone who's going to go in the seventh, eighth, ninth round of drafts this year. Yeah. I, I can see myself having a lot of Adam Thielen. He's going to be this year's Brandon this year Cooks. already. I think absolutely. I look at there's always yeah. a player Nobody or two in that range because he's not sexy. But you know what? You can put Ab- him in the starting lineup every week, and he's going to put points on your board. I couldn't agree more. I, I sit there and think the landing spot, the QB, the system. We know with Frank Reich that that he he creates offense. Yeah, I, I and if they do I, sign I DJ Shark, in. I think that helps Thielen too because Shark can stretch the field. Oh, they healthy. stretch the field. Yeah, yeah. I, I like or if that. they draft offense. one, or if yeah. they draft a, a receiver who's going to if they draft the speedy receiver in round two. He's going to stretch yep. the field. Really like it. I like what the Panthers are doing. I hate to say it, but I yeah, like what they're doing. They're, they're building sensible players like Hayden Hurst, the blocking tight end. Who's going to? I don't think he's great for fantasy, but I do think he's going to uh, add something to that line. You know, he's I a think decent receiver upgraded. too, Hayden Hurst for he's a rookie QB again potentially receiver. at some stage in the season. Hayden Hurst, a nice little big, piece to have. Big red zone target and the, yeah, big red zone target. It's going to help with the hat, yep. with the space. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think I think their lack of field stretcher. Um, I don't think Terence Marshall Jr. is it. Um, so I do think they need a, a they do need a field stretcher and someone like DJ yep. Chark for me fits the bill perfectly. It's one of the best ones available. Um, yeah. was, oh, hundred percent he is. Um, you know, I, I I wouldn't be going Odell Beckham at this stage. I, I'd be taking DJ Chark if I was them as a young team. Yep. He's still fairly young. He's not in his prime. He showed last year when he was healthy what he can do. He's shown yep. it at the at the Jags. Yeah, I, I, we've talked about. You don't DJ need to sell DJ Shark to me. You don't need to sell DJ no, Shark to me. No, I'm a no, no, no. I, I, I know that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's smart. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Business. Awesome. So we've already established then that Adam Thielen is this year's Brandon Cooks. So we'll stick with Brandon Cooks. He isn't a free agent signer. He was traded to the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Personally, I love this move for Brandon Cooks because I think actually for the first time in his career for a while, he's actually got a sound team around him and he's going to play a a valid part of a competing team, which I think for him will be nice. From fantasy reasons, I don't like it. I, I hate it for, for fantasy football. <laughs> um, we, we know that Dak can't support tons of production at receiver. Like We've yep. seen this now. You've got yep. Gallup, who's under contract and paid there. You've got, um, you That's know, why they let Lamb go. Exactly that. Once Lamb, Lamb worked out the they wanted to be, they didn't need Cooper. Exactly that. So I, I, I think Cooks is there in the wind now. I think he's just a guy. He's just a guy on that roster. He'll make plays. He'll have a couple of decent weeks. People get a little excited about him because he has a couple of decent weeks. And he's going to end up in the concussion protocol. He'll be out for two weeks, and then we'll never see him again. That's what's going to happen with Brandon Cooks. Um, I'm not interested. This is, for me, I understand why he's gone, because for him, he's going yeah. to potentially compete. They're probably the best team in that division. They're going to compete for yeah. the NFC. It's a weak NFC again this year so far. You know, you have to sit there and say the Cowboys are what second, third favorites for the NFC going to the Super yeah, Bowl. I haven't probably, looked at yeah. the odds, but I can't imagine they're going to be far off that range um, if they can get the mentality right. Um, but I, I look at them and think hey, Cook will contribute, but I don't. I don't sit here and love it. I don't. I don't no, me yeah, neither for Brandon Cooks, but I like no. It I I like it for him personally. I think he'll do okay. Yeah. I think and I like it for the Cowboys. It's a cheap enough deal. He's not earning big money. You know, they've traded a couple of what, a fifth and a sixth, like fine, whatever. You, are you going to get better in the fifth and the sixth from Brandon Cooks? No. I think so Brandon I, Cooks I now it. goes from a, a wide receiver two slash three that you could put in your lineup each week to a, a flex play. He's going to be able to yeah. put points on the board during bye weeks. And... I don't. I don't. Yeah, he's a bye week cover for me. He's someone that yeah. you. I, he's not someone I'd have on a roster, but he's someone. He's one of those that, free agents. Yeah, if someone goes down injured, something like that. Brandon Cooks is decent stats on your bench to come in and do a job. Well, right? you, you, yeah, you he's know, with, end with, you know he's going to end with seven, eight hundred yards and four, five touchdowns. I don't even think he ends up with that. I think six, you know six, what? and four, six hundred wow. yards, four touchdowns, okay. 40, 50 catches. I think he's going to be bang average. And I, I mean, there's not yeah. enough product. that doesn't put up enough to support um, those those players, you know. And you got to remember Peyton Hendershot's there, um, yeah. who he was targeting quite a bit. And then you got you've got other receivers that he'll throw to on occasion. I just don't see. I don't see this big scene. I don't see seven eight hundred for him unless he breaks off a couple of big runs because I see him missing games because he always ends up in the concussion protocol. Yeah. Um, but uh, look, I like I like Brandon Cooks. I wish him well. It's nothing personal. I just yeah. I mean, it's, it's a mere for fantasy. It's a it's a dead move. But for everyone else, it's awesome. Fine. 
I am segueing tonight perfectly, and I'm going to keep doing it because we're talking yeah. about the Cowboys. Next one up hasn't got a team yet, but Zeke has been released. <clears throat> yeah, I was a bit surprised. I like I know the money was big, and I know that they had to to make a move on 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 him to to save some money, and I I get it. Um, uh, I just sit there and think. When they tagged, I, I thought it was a strange move to tag <clears throat> Tony Pollard. I can't, I don't understand why they couldn't get a deal done for Tony Pollard. Um, I, I, I still I guess think Zeke's got something in the Tony tank. Pollard's, I guess a caveat in Tony Pollard's deal was going to be, I want to be a starting running back, <laughs> and that's why he wouldn't sign a deal to allow him to keep Zeke. Yeah, but he's like, George, you play me, or I go elsewhere and play. Has he has he earned that right? I like I know he's all right, but he's not. This I is he's big down. But I think if you're the front office of the Cowboys, you saw last year that actually you don't lose a lot. If anything, you gain slightly going from Zeke to Pollard. No, but you as you, well as saving a bucket load of cash. Well, you haven't saved like this. This is the we thing, right? But it's talking about a bucket load of a bucket load of cash. They have. They're paying, <laughs> they're paying Zeke almost twelve million not to play for them. Yep. Like, listen, they they've saved almost five million, yep. which five million is five million, but they're paying Zeke Elliott twelve million not to play for them. So that says to me, they can pay me not this to play for them too if they want. But this is what I mean. <laughs> this, this says to me more about there's something that has gone horribly wrong with yep. Zeke Elliott and the organization whether it was the talent drop-off, whether it's a fallout with the coaching. I don't know what it was, but yeah. there's something that hasn't come out that is going to come out. There's something there because you don't pay a running back $12 million to not play for you. You try and restructure the contract and you yep. try and work something out. So the fact that they couldn't get around the table and work something out on that deal says to me quite significantly that it has all gone wrong. So, Listen, there's a clean break. They've made the move. They've saved nearly five million in space. They've burned nearly twelve million in cash, which is crazy for a running back. Shouldn't have paid him that much money anyway to begin with. But no. whatever, you've done it. He hasn't That's returned on yep. those on those numbers. But whatever. Where he goes now is fascinating. Now I think it's fascinating that he hasn't had that many visits and he hasn't had that many offers. I don't know. The Buccaneers are rumored to be interested in him. Yep. The interesting thing here with Zeke is <clears throat> everyone's going to sit here and say, well, he's going to want a big deal. He's not. He's getting 12 mil. Like he's, get, yeah. he's getting, I mean, he's, he's been paid that money in his own right, but he's, he's going to, well, actually he hasn't because it's base salary this year. So yep. he's going to get, he's going to get 8.6 million this year. Yep. So he can play for the league million. He's going to play, he can play for the league minimum because he's still going to make 13 million nearly. Like he's Which not, not going to need a big which says to me he'd prefer a competing team on a one-year league minimum and then take the money after that elsewhere. So then you're looking at who who can deliver for him. So I'm looking at things like teams like maybe the Chiefs, um, if they could sort out what's going on in their running back room. Maybe not, but that's the sort of team I can see I don't see think him. the Chiefs would go that way, like yeah. The Bills could be a team that like that. They've moved on from Singletree. There, there could be an opportunity to bring someone like him in. Um, just to finish around the goal line, take some of the pressure yeah. off Josh Allen to potentially do that. Um, I look at teams like the Dolphins. I know they've re-signed Mooster and and everyone else. And they Wilson, signed yep. Jeff Wilson, but they're the sort of team that like to load up on running backs. The 49ers, they don't count them out just because they got Christian McCaffrey. Imagine if they have Christian McCaffrey and Zeke. That could be an interesting one-two punch. I mean, 
they they <laughs> I mean they just decide to sign players for the sake of signing players. I mean they signed a new QB for absolutely no reason. Um I'm gonna throw one at you. Go on then. And I think it's a little bit out there, but actually it makes sense in my head as a landing spot. Competing team, goal line work available for Zeke. Short term, Cincinnati. Yeah, there's question marks over Joe Mixon. Um, I think they'll keep from Mixon now, be Ryan's Dom. Well, left. yeah. I think they had we, that choice we, between the two. I think, yeah, um, I think they've put their faith this, in Mixon. But is there a legal case coming Mixon's right, way? Yeah. Um, if it's anything like having so, it would be resolved in 2028. <laughs> correct that. <laughs> Don't count the Saints out. You know, they've got some cap, weirdly, so they could go after someone like Zeke. Um no, I think we'll No, I think that's a great fit for a year. Pick up that twenty yard work. Mixon's not yeah. really heavy on touchdowns. Burrow's not going to rush it in. I think that gives them another. What about dimension. Baltimore? What about Baltimore if they keep Jackson? Yeah. Yeah. Him and Dobbins. Know, there's, there's one, a few that's teams, a proper I think there's that's a, a proper one two punch. One two punch. I think there's a few teams. I think you're right. I think he could go. I think he's going to have his pick. I think it's a case of if he's not greedy and he takes a small deal. And we saw this with Todd Gurley, right? When Todd Gurley left to go to Atlanta, yep. um, he didn't take a big deal because he got such a big payout from from the Rams. Like he didn't need yep. a big deal. And all right, that didn't work. But my point is, I, th- I think Zeke's got more juice in the in the tank. Um, having said that, he's going to go into the season age 28. It's an old running back. Um, he hasn't got long left, but having said that his injury profile is very good. He's not missed yes. that Correct. many games. We said the that biggest absence of his, yeah, exactly. The biggest absence of his career was when he missed six games for the sexual misconduct, which he ended up being cleared for, uh, after the fact and, and it never went anywhere. Yeah. So, you know, you're looking at, you're looking at Zeke. He's missed one, two games a season, but you know, for running back, it's pretty good. Like he, he, he yeah. obviously is in shape. He's, he looks after his body. He doesn't get long-term injuries. He's not had ACLs. He's not had serious and, significant shoulder injuries. I think I look at him and, and think, he might have a chip on his shoulder now as well. Exactly. And I, Which and is I think what you need for a running back. He's the sort of player that will go to a team and take a two year, 5 million deal for a bit of security, yeah. uh, a bit of work, because um, again, I don't think he needs a, a huge amount of money. I don't think he he needs to sit there and earn. I think he needs to sit there and earn ten million. I don't think he's going to get those kind of money. But like two year, six million deal, that sort of kind of thing. I think he's yeah. going to respect a team that's going to give him a two year deal to prove himself, as opposed to a one year. But he can also pick and try and pick a ring. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, his market will be very interesting to watch over the next few weeks and months. Um, I don't think he goes for the most money. I think he goes for where he wants to go. And then he's got those options. So good luck to him. I hope it works out. Cool. So another team here with multiple players signed up. Uh, James Robinson incoming to the Patriots. Juju Smith-Schuster incoming to the Patriots. And Mike Gesicki. Do you see anyone making a real difference there? I mean, Mike Gesicki for me is still going to share that load. They've let, um, I can't think of his name now. It escapes me. Tight end go. Um, a running back, obviously, Damian Harris is a free agent. So, James Robinson and Damian Harris is going to pick up exactly the same role, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I don't really see it changing. It's just names and players on jerseys that they had swapped. Does that make sense? Yeah, look, I, I look I look at what they do here. And, and as you say, it's, it's, it's addition, uh, you know, subtraction and addition. So, Hunter Henry left. 
in free agency um, and they've replaced with Mike Gazicki. A lot of that was probably money, uh, money related, really. Um, Mike Gazicki is one of those players that's been incredibly underwhelming in the NFL, considering how he tested at the combine and and all the hype coming in. He just hasn't delivered. I think he gives Mac Jones something is as good as Hunter yeah. Henry and the relationship they had. No. Am I interested in Mike Gazicki as a fantasy tight end? Probably not. He's a sort of player that I think goes undrafted and then someone will pick yeah. him up in the season. And he'll have yeah. a run of three or four games to his score touchdowns and he'll be okay and streamable, but nothing to really yeah. let's write home about. I, James Robinson, I, I mean, they paid him half decent money, James Robinson, which says to me that there is something there in, in James Robinson that could be interesting. But, you know, let's be honest, he, he is behind Ramadre Stevenson, who's the incumbent there. And whenever yeah. you've got that situation, he's going to be playing and picking up that Damian Harris uh, role. Um, we know he's getting on average, but we don't know how the, the contract is structured. Four million a yeah. year, two year, eight million deal. I don't think it's anywhere near all that. I think it's going to be a little cheaper um, guarantees and all that. But I don't know. They haven't announced all the contract details of that yet so it's just all we know it's it's averaging at four million a year but we don't know how it's structured so i think I, I, again james robinson am i interested in him in a fantasy perspective no unless i'm handcuffing Ramadre stevenson yeah. any patients uh, like really, he's gonna be damien harris 2.0 in my opinion yeah he'll have a couple of games but nothing yeah. interesting juju i think holds a bit of interest i think matt okay. jones is underrated as a passer uh, he's highly accurate Juju in a slot. Listen, Jacoby Myers has been decent, but has he really set the world alight? I think he's been underwhelming. I think mm -hmm. this is an interesting move for Juju, and it could go one of two ways. I think because of the fact that they, with the way that Mac Jones plays in those high percentage throws, that's yeah. going to suit the way that Juju kind of played in his good years at the Steelers, mm -hmm. uh, towards the later years of Ben's career in those high percentage, high um, sort of low risk areas of the field. Shallow big routes catches. and things like that. Yeah. Right. If they can get, you know, if Matt Patricia's not coaching the offense this year and they actually get an offensive coordinator in, which I don't know if that's going to happen or not, yep. then hopefully they can get someone who can scheme Juju open a little bit and, and make advantage. I think he's going to be a low end. He's going to be that sort of wide receiver two, wide receiver three fringe. I don't see huge mm -hmm. TD upside for him, but yep. if he can get, significant volume and he can get himself 120 targets he becomes interesting he becomes what he will give you is yards after the catch right that is and, what you gain him juju so they can get him the ball and that's the upside you get okay. with him yeah so that's the upside you get with him if, if he can get himself 120 125 targets on that yep. offense because i'm looking at who else is on that offense i'm thinking there's not a lot there that's going to really compete with him for volume um yeah it's just whether or not he makes the plays. And if he continues to make plays, they'll keep calling his number. Um, we saw this with Jacoby Myers at the end of the season when he made plays. He, he was, you know, he was getting his number called more. And that's how, yeah. you know, people sit here and they slate Mac Jones because he's boring. He's, he, he's yeah. a, you know, he's pretty robotic in how he plays. But that's perfect for that offense. It's the way that Bill Belichick wants his quarterbacks. He wants to take the emotion out of it. He wants to coach, and he wants him to just make those high percentage throws. Mac Jones is a, is a pretty decent, accurate passer. He doesn't make a lot of uh, a lot of mistakes. Um, I'm you know, a fan of Mac Jones. The way that he plays the game, I like his attitude. I like his sort of swagger. Um, yeah. I think he's just overall a pretty. And you know, this is a guy's his career: sixty-six and a half percent completion percentage. 
didn't throw that many touchdowns last year. Needs to work on that. Reduce a few turnovers. But yeah, I, um, I think it's a good move for Juju. I think it's, I think it, it's. I'm not saying it's a stellar like. Oh my god, I'm going to buy out loads of shares, but. He could fall into that nice little range after someone like Adam Phelan and be yeah. a value. Yeah, right. I see a path to him being a top 30 player. Next few, I'm going to chuck in Murph. For me, they're worthless mentioning in real world and fantasy terms. So if you disagree, let me know, but we'll chuck a couple in. I've, we have yeah, go got Gardner Minshew has signed for the Colts. Paris Campbell has gone to the Giants. Well, I think, I think, my, I think Minshew starts. Do you? Yeah, I think he probably. I think Minshew. I think it's going to be a I very big situation. Yeah, they will cut Matt Ryan. No, Matt well, Ryan's a free but agent. I think he's got. I think isn't he? Well, yeah. So, we, well, mm, I mean, I think they cut. There's. I think they cut him. I don't think he's officially right. free. I, they might be. Um, but anyway, I, I think that. I think for me, Gardner Minshew is interesting. It's yeah. in superflex, not in a in a one QB, but in a superflex league, he's someone I'd be sneakily trying to buy low. Because yeah. I think he can keep a job for a year. I always think he's been underrated, and he's always produced decent fantasy numbers when he's played. And when you've got the kind of weapons that they've got on that Colts offense, yep. uh, minus Paris Michael Campbell Pittman in particular, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's never there anyway, so that doesn't matter. I sit there and think, okay, I, I think he could be interesting. Um, yep. So I, I disagree. I, th- I think in a superflex no. league, Gardner Minshew was a late round pick. I, I could I'd rather go if you're sitting if there you've got two about, QBs and you need a third is one that you might be able to pick up quite cheap and right just he's the sort hope he has the role when your bye comes by that sort of thing yeah Fair. that's so I I disagree with that P Ryan P Ryan is I think it, that I didn't mention P Ryan you did but hey oh, okay, I don't mind P Ryan to the yeah. Broncos I think he's if Williams yeah. doesn't come I mean, back fit P Ryan's got a decent shot of making that. He's the start well, that's, of the season. He's, he's Melvin Gordon 2.0. That's a split backfield. <coughs> I know it's a different yep. coaching style. We've always said it. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I think he's he holds some appeal. Not someone I'm rushing out to get, but yeah, whatever. Yep. Who were the other names you mentioned? Sorry. Jacoby Brissett went to the Washington Commanders. So again, similar to the Baker situation, but I actually think he probably earns the job. Um, we know that Ron Rivera prefers veterans, but I think he's going to have Sam Howell over his I shoulder. Think Sam Howell starts, yeah. And then if he doesn't Do deliver, you? I don't. I okay. think I think Brissett starts, and I think I think mm. Brissett gets the job. I think he played decent last year, and I think yeah. Brissett will hold the job until they're out of contention, and then they'll move to Howe. Fair. It'll probably long. Who else we got on here that's not very worth much talking about? Kobe Myers to the Raiders. Yeah, I mean he's secondary to uh, yeah. Devontae Adams. He'll, he'll have some weeks, but not some. And then let Matt that Collins go about. Anyway, so. Yeah, um, I think there's, there's two players I want to talk about here that I think are yeah, I know, interesting. Yeah, I'm getting to them. We're going to end with them. We're getting the mid- okay. rubbish ones out of the way in the middle. Okay. Go Who on. did you bring in yeah, to host the show, Murph? And I'll ring you in and give you a structure. Uh, give me a structure. So I'm sorry. Crikey. Because the next ones is we've got two players signing for the Chicago Bears. Now, one, I like the signing. One, I yeah. don't. Uh, we've got Devontae okay. Donta Foreman at running back for the Bears. And Robert Tonyan coming in at tight end. Now, I'll start with a tight end. I think that now just gives them two very touchdown-dependent tight ends and neither of them can guarantee tight ends. So I think it's that... totally pointless and Cole Komet is probably going to drift off as well and I don't want either of them particularly much. Correct. Dante Foreman, however, I quite like him on the Bears. And I know all the talk here is it. Khalil Herbert. No, I love it. But 
I think Dante Foreman has shown more in the time in the NFL currently than Khalil Herbert has. And I think Khalil Herbert is a very good explosive running back in terms of long yard carries. But Dante Foreman's got more of a workload type feel to him. Um, and obviously it's an upgrade, I feel, on David Montgomery. Do you agree? I don't think it's an upgrade on David Montgomery because I actually really like David Montgomery. I think it is Having from an organizational that, point of view. You've got a David Montgomery that's three years younger. There's not a lot in here. That's no, I, no. I, he's cheap. Well, he's not even cheaper because they had him on a, a rookie deal. Um, no, I, I like the Dante Foreman. He's the thing about Dante Foreman is he is uh, experienced. He's been around. He's been on a few teams. He had a good year last year. Uh, he's got a bit of burst, a bit of explosiveness. Um, he's good. Uh, good yards after yards after contact, similar to Khalil Herbert. I think he's very similar in profile to Khalil Herbert, but better yeah. receiver. Um, yeah. I do. He's a I better blocker as well, I think, I think, than Herbert. Better blocker. Um, I think. I think he's someone that I would be interested in in the right range in drafts um, yep. as an upside bet because I think. I, I, listen, so I when just you don't say see right, the right range, we think in round six, seven, eight, somewhere in that market. Yeah, I'd, I'd say late five, six, seven. That yep. I mean, listen, yep. running backs because of the situation are always going to go higher. Um, this is one where I think we spoke. Sorry, to cut you off, Murph. We talked about. Javonte Williams and Melvin Gordon and how you take the second one. I think Foreman and Herbert here is where you're best in the draft to take the second one. Yeah, potentially. And I think people will jump on Herbert and I think you're probably better taking Foreman. Um, I, I, I think that's the way I would I would work this. I think Foreman is the guy I would... Um, and I like Herbert. Herbert led a lot of metrics, uh, yards after contact, um, uh, breaking tackles. You know, he, he did a lot of things under the radar that a lot of people didn't know about, but I think they're going to be publicly highlighted. I think he's going to be the hotness um, yeah. <clears throat> this year for people. I think people are going to highlight his stats last year. I think they've only got room for regression. I look at this offense. It's a putrid offense. I don't care that DJ Moore's there. They're going to throw the ball 24 times a game. Justin Fields is not convincing me anytime soon. Yeah, he's yeah. a great and elite passer. So again, I don't want the tight ends, as you said, because there's no volume for him. So see you later. Bye. Okay. They'll get the odd touchdown. I don't care. Maybe you, you, you maybe you, you stream one of them as a tight end matchup on a bye week to try and pick a tight end. Uh, oh, I think it'd be touchdown. horrible to try and pick which tight end to pick. You go with the commit because he's the incumbent. But yeah, it'd be a difficult one to pick. I wouldn't touch Tonya with a 10-foot barge pole, I think. But no. Yeah, I, I, I like Foreman. I think it's a, it's a good move for him. I, I think he's someone that I think, if again, you're sitting there thinking of landing spots and opportunities where he could advance himself. Yep. There probably weren't that many better spots than than that uh, yep. for him. So I, I get it. I think it's a good move for him. So awesome. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, and, and yeah, so, I'd be, I, he's someone I can definitely see buying on on redraft this year as someone that to to grow a little bit. So Dante Foreman has come to the Bears to replace the outgoing David Montgomery, who has signed for the Lions. Now, feels like the Lions are signing players every other day right now. And obviously, offensively, they haven't. You look down the list and they haven't. Defensively, they've done a lot of work. Um, and it's really took shape. And I love this Montgomery pickup to the Lions. Uh, a real experienced back. Um I think he'll take over much of what Jamal Williams did last year. So I think we'll still see Swift being a viable, playable asset. Um, but I think David Montgomery is going to be there for the third and short scenarios. I think he's going to be there for the fourth down bits. I think he's going to be there for goal line work. Um, I see David I, I don't Montgomery. Forget, don't, don't forget, DeAndre Swift is not a player 
that you can sit here and bank on is going to play 16 games. Nope. Never has. Nope. Never has played 16 games. You know, in his career, in his career, he's never yep. started more than eight games in the season. That was last season. Yep. Now, granted, you only start one running back. He made appearances. He's always sort of played 13, 14 games. But, you know, we're looking, we're looking at his totals. Last year, he ran the ball 99 times. Yeah. In his career, in three years, he's only rushed the ball 364 times. Oh, so DeAndre Swift is not a guy. No, it's it's 120 a year, 121 mm. a year. That's yeah. what he's running, and that that's what he does a year. So there's tons of work here for David Montgomery. Everyone's going to sit here and think, "Oh, what do I do here?" David Montgomery's the back again. David Montgomery will be the cheaper back here. Everyone's gonna, everyone's still got this love for Swift, like Richard. To put that into context, how many times did he rush him for years? Who? DeAndre Swift. Swift. Yep. 364 in three years. Josh Jacobs was 340 last year. Right, exactly that. He's, he's had <laughs> that one season. Yep. Well, that's, yeah, this is what I mean. So, like, I'm looking at, I'm looking, I don't get, I've never understood this hype of like DeAndre Swift's a second round pick. I didn't get it yep. last year, I didn't get it you the year before. No. I, yeah, you're right. I don't get it. I've never got it. It never made sense to me. I always went, get the cheaper back. Jamal Williams was a great pickup last year. Yeah, he was. And I think yeah. David Montgomery, David Montgomery is going to be a good value this year because people are still going to think it's Swiss backfield, which I think is mind-boggling. I don't understand yep. how anyone who can run the ball 120 times a year can claim to have a backfield. You know, he does get significant receiving work. I mean, he's had 205 catches. So, you know, yep. you add the two together and you're looking at 500 um, yeah. 570 yeah. career touches, which isn't bad, but 570 over three years, that's not even 200 a year. It's not a huge workload. Nope. Yeah, give me give me David Montgomery. I think he, he's shown he can carry the rock, he can carry the workload, and I think he should say he inherits. I don't think he's going to be as good as Jamal Williams last year with, with the efficiency of touchdowns, but I do think he's going to get more. I see. I think it's different. I think that you'll probably see David Montgomery on the first down, second down okay. work. I think you'll see him be the designated starter because mm. that's what he does. He's a pound. He's the pounding he is, runner. Yeah. Goes the down middle. the yep. And then I think you'll see Swift transition to uh, two-minute offense. Um, you know, third and short situations, oh. receiving work, third and long situations. I think you're going to see Swift probably line up out wide sometimes. I think you're going to see Swift do more of the receiving work. That seems to be where he's better. Mm -hmm. fit as a player. So I think you'll see David Montgomery do the donkey work, but then I also think David Montgomery inherits all the goal line work. So I think Fair. anything inside the five is not going to be, and that's where I think that's where your value is going to be on someone like David Montgomery. So um, awesome. I think you're going to get David Montgomery late, and I think he's going to be a decent pickup. I think if you can get him round seven or later in a redraft league right now, yep. yeah, I'd, I'd be banging the drum and think, yeah, I'm going to punch that ticket because I think you could do a lot worse. Awesome. So I think that kind of, oh no, sorry, last one, David Montgomery to the Lions to replace Jamal Williams because Jamal Williams, segue again, absolutely perfectly seamless, has gone to the Saints. We need to see what happens with Alvin Kamara, but he's someone that right now, if you can try and do a deal up. for him, yeah, I think if you can do a deal for him on the grounds that you think that um, Kamara's going to, excuse me, miss six games, yeah, I, I, I think I wouldn't pay too much. Nope. But I think if you can get him for like a third round rookie pick uh, yeah. in Dynasty, I'm probably shipping. Because I look at this rookie class and I'm going to leave that more to the Dynasty show. We'll probably do little bits as we get. Yeah, as we go here. through, yeah. 
But I, I think as you get to pick 26, 27, I'm kind of done with this class. Yeah. I kind of think there's a few guys in round three uh, that have some interest, but there aren't many. I think once I'm sort of down 28 players, max, I'm kind of done. So I think if I can trade all my late round picks, even the third, fourth, and fifth for Jamal Williams, I'm probably going to do it because I think I'm going to get six games of starting worthy. And if I'm contending, I'm probably going to get six games minimum out of Jamal Williams. Yeah. A minimum four. I expect yeah. six. And I think if you can get six games out of Jamal Williams at starter level on the Saints, yeah, I'm probably doing that. You're okay I think with I'm that. probably yeah. going to do that. Yeah, I think if I'm short running back and I need a guy for six games early out of the blocks, especially if I get a guy injured in camp, yeah, I'm probably going to have that for a bit of depth. So I'd awesome. trade the late round picks, try a third, because I think people will give you a, I think people will give you Jamal Williams. It's a really short-term so. move. Probably on yeah. paper it looks bad, but I don't think there's anything in the third round here past pick 28 no. that you're going to be interested in. So I'd, I'd probably ship it and buy him. Because I also cool. think <laughs> if Alvin Kamara, if that situation <clears throat> escalates and gets worse, there's video now that's come out, they yep. could cut him. You know, it's not outside the realms of possibility here that Alvin Kamara leaves the team. Yeah, not saying it's going to happen, but if they can void his contract... They, they they would probably look to do it. And, he's, and he's the Saints have really got a running back friendly QB in. They've got Derek Carr in there who Josh Jacobs has proved he can work with a, a running back. Josh Jacobs 100%. is perfectly sustainable alongside Derek Carr. So and, it's and not they like they've got, got a, there and, a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance or someone that's just going to keep running the ball their self. They're going to rely on a running back. So Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so I, yeah, that's that's what I think. Awesome. Murph, we're running on a bit, so we'll take five minutes. A few big names still left in free agency here. Um, I don't know if you want to do some potential landing spots or what you're hoping to see, but offensively, yeah. we have OBJ, Odell Beckham still out there. We've got Dalton Schultz has gone from the Cowboys, Damian Harris from the Patriots we mentioned. Singletary, I, I'm expecting to re-sign with the Bills. Um, Irv Smith coming off his injury, Nelson Aguilar, and obviously Leonard Fournette leaving the Bucks. What do you see with these guys? Anything jumping at you? I, I, I know Beckham Jr. Is, is definitely the one to watch here. I know he's coming off that injury. I know that he didn't play last year, but I know Beckham Jr. is going to be an interesting one. I think there's a few teams that, you know, I, I sit there and think could be a really good fit. Return to the Giants, I think, would be really good. Um, I look at maybe the Vikings as a really good fit there to go alongside uh, Justin Jefferson, I think that because they've transitioned Jefferson into this sort of yeah. elite Cooper hybrid Cup type receiver, rush, isn't they? Yeah, yeah. So to get to get, to get um, you know to get him in there, I think would be good. Don't rule out the Packers because Jordan yeah. Love hasn't got anyone to throw to, and they've got a load of money. And especially if they clear the Aaron Rodgers contract, they're going to have the most cap in the NFL. So um, don't be too surprised if the Packers decide to give Jordan Love some toys, um, which would be yeah. hilarious and ironic. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a few. I think there's a few landing spots for him. I, I mean, look yeah. for me, the Packers would be because there's no one there other than Christian Watson. That for me just feels like uh, Odell Beckham with a new. It'd be a whole fresh Packers. He'd I be the superstar as well, which I think appeals to OBJ. That's what I mean. He'll be a small town, not great, yeah. but I think big football town in terms of. But... But he will big be the football superstar. town, and he'll be the big, the big superstar name. And the big yeah. fish in a small pond that suits OBJ. 
Yeah. I think he could be interesting there. I think you're looking at the kind of coaching staff that's quiet to keep out of trouble. I, I think I think I look at move. I think that probably is the one that makes the most amount of sense to me. Um, and I think for a fantasy perspective, I'd I'd be I'd be dialed in a little bit to to get in there because I think although we don't know much about Jordan Love, we do know that you know he was taken the first round. They have kept him on the roster. That this has always been their plan right to, to bring him in at yeah. some point. Yeah, yeah so. Awesome. They obviously have some faith in him. Uh, Anybody Dalton else in the world of Yeah. Dalton Shorts, I mean, listen, there's teams that need tight ends. You're looking at the Take Buccaneers, potentially. You, you're looking at um, the Raiders, although apparently they're, they're interested in OJ Howard. Um, yeah. You know, there's a few teams. I think Dalton Shorts is a really good tight end. I think, you know, he's got to land somewhere. Even I, personally, if he can get to the Bengals, that's what I'd love. If he can get to huh? the Bengals, I think that would be for me. I know yeah. there's a lot of mouths to feed on there, but. You know they've they've let Titans go. I think for me that would be the one I'd I'd love to see that happen. Uh, DJ Tart, we talked about Panthers. Yep. Damien Harris. Uh, I don't really he'll pick care. up a job like, somewhere, but yeah, don't matter. He'll pick up a job. Uh, you know, he's the sort of person I can see signing for like the Eagles um, okay. to go yep. along with Sharp Penny and Boston Scott and just fill a role. Um, he's, yep. That's the sort of thing that he's Any game a job, still but there, but yeah, not all that exciting. Devin yep. Singletree, yeah, I could see him re-signing if he doesn't go anywhere. Just I could see him of the going to. Top. Yeah, I, I, I think the Bucks are going to be in for someone. So I think I look at these names, and I don't think they're going to go for Harris. I don't think they're going to go for a plodder. I think they're going to want someone bring a bit in, more. Who did they bring in at running back? Bucks have signed oh, a running back. Um, he's just signing me. for the league minimum. I know it's just totally escaped me. I should know this. <laughs> we should um, know this. And two counts. Oh, it's because I wasn't all that excited about it. Uh, no, Chase Evans. That's it. So I don't think we yeah, will sign Chase anyone, Evans. To be honest. I, I well, I think Chase Evans him. comes in for Gio Bernard. So I don't. I don't yeah. Like I think the Leonard Fournette role is still vacant. I don't think Chase Evans yeah. is coming in to compete with that. I think. I Fair. think. Uh, I think we draft another because one. of the money. But we'll see. Could happen. I wouldn't do it this year. But um, yeah. Irv Smith, tight end, don't care. Nelson Aguilar, don't yeah. care. Leonard Fournette is interesting. No. So Leonard Fournette is interesting because I could see him going. I, I mean, I could have. I thought he was going to go to the Patriots, James, and then James Robinson's yep. on there. So that's not going to happen now. It nearly happened last year, yeah. So I, I think Fournette could go to the Bills. I think if they could get the money right, I think that kind of makes some sense. But yeah. is he a disruptor? Is he going to fit in with the culture? I don't know. Um, I think I look at. Uh, I think Dallas are in the market. I think they will go cheaper at running back. I don't think they're going to give it all the Pollard. I don't. I think so. Fournette to the Cowboys could make a lot of sense for me. I think that makes okay. more sense than any of the others. I think he's that kind of name and done it, and he's got a ring. I think that could make a lot of sense that, for me. Two to um, come to mind for me: NFC West is going to the Seahawks with Penny on his way out and sharing that with Kenneth Walker, or even to the Rams because um, I think Cam Akers is a starting back. Yeah, I don't see the I don't see the Rams spending the money. That's I think that's my no. my one thing is I don't I think the Rams are kind of just prepared to just let this year go and not do a lot. But I do think yeah, I mean could do. Um, I think the Rams could be in for someone like a Damian Harris. That could work nicely yeah. for them. Yeah, I think they, they'd like a I think they like a plodder. I think they're quite happy to take one who's just gonna run up the gut and spent money on they've ne- never really gone thing, out so. and they've never really gone out and made a big splash at, at running back they've always just brought in dudes and yeah. i think damien harris will, will fit that but even devin singletree i can see either of those going now i can't see fournette yeah. i think he's got a little bit too much want a little bit more money Wants as well. more limelight. um yeah. 
I Arizona's interesting. I know they've got James Connor there, James Connor injury prone yeah. contract there. I could see them maybe pushing. Yeah, I, th- listen, I think there's a few teams that need running backs out there. Um I could see I could see the Bucks in for for single tree potentially. Um as a first down back, like similar to the old Rojo role, <laughs> and then having Rashad White in the more dynamic role, like the old the, the leather fournette kind of role. I could see that happening. Um yeah, I think there's some interesting ones happening, but it's not a lot of offensive talent here um left in terms of we're talking about guys like Nelson Aguilar or Irv Smith. We're not talking about like the elites at the position. There aren't that many great offensive players here now that are left on on the rope. And this is what I mean. I think it's been a pretty weak free agency yep. class other than other than quarterback. I don't think there's been loads here. So a few running backs left, not a lot of receivers. I think the wide receiver nope. free agency class this year has been pretty poor. Uh, yep. There hasn't been those sort of elite players. I think we're going to rely on trades for the, to, to be big. So... Uh, awesome. see what I think we'll see a lot of trades the next during draft time as well. Out. I think we're going to see a lot of trades yep. during draft. Live, in the lead so. up and in the lead up and live, I agree with you. Yeah, super. Two minutes in Murph, run down five yard. What we got going on? FFCC, where we at? Usual contest is on. Uh, had some more donations pour in. So thank you very much. Love to see more come in. Guarantee your spot. Enter the FFCC. Um, we're going to start doing some. Um, start getting some guests in next few weeks just to get prayer draft ready. So we're going to start breaking down some rookies by uh, some rookies, but then also start looking at free agency and the shakedown and how we expect some of these teams to go through. So we might do uh, a couple of divisions per episode and start looking at how teams break down. Nice. Uh, but if there are other things that you want to do on the show or we want to see or hear, then please do Patreon's there going to start dropping yeah. some Patreon content as well. Um, but really I think this point is now just getting, getting draft ready. Uh, we'll do a couple of also some um, some dynasty Mockies. startup yeah. mock drafts. Um, so if you're interested in those, drop me a line or drop down a line, uh, either yeah. or on Twitter handles or on the screen. And when we do one, we'll give you a, a notification to uh, say when we're going to do it. And we'll do some live drafts. You can come on the show, plug any content you're doing, and, and give us a chat about some picks. And we'll do a nice little couple of rapid drafts just to get some pricing before draft day and after yeah. draft day. So if you're interested Fantastic. in those, do that. But that's it, really. Just um, stick with us as we keep building some momentum here. Um, like I said, we're going to have some great guests um, very, very soon. Um, some of the best in the industry are going to come on, um, and we're going to start sharing some knowledge. But we're just sort of breaking into this part of the season. Let free agency settle down, and then we'll we'll start breaking down as we start to see these rosters take a bit of shape. Um, who who are some draft players that we want to see? Where landing spots and and. Yeah seeing what prices are for, for mock drafts and maybe even do some rookie mock drafts as well. We'll see how we, how we get on. Awesome. I don't know. Till next week, I guess. Yeah. Till next week, get in touch with us. Any questions you want us to pick up on the show as well. Always happy to pick up. You can join us yep. on the live streams and we'll answer those questions live or alternatively drop us a DM um, as well. And if you know, you are interested in uh, joining the mocks, then do let us know. Uh, always happy to have you here and we're always happy to pick up any questions as well but until next week as always don't forget keep rushing
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Some people take the straight path in life. But at Arizona State University, we respect your twists and turns. They make our online students more driven to excel in their professional lives. That's why our personalized suite of services empowers you with innovative resources and staff that sticks with you. Make your next turn with one of our 300-plus programs at ASU, number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Visit us at asuonline.asu.edu to learn more. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.